0: What's going on Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Century, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we're talking about uh, comments coming from Dalen Terry's father, Al Terry, about what type of player Dalen Terry is. We'll also be going over uh, updates on Lonzo Ball coming from Casey Johnson this time, the Bulls' next summer league game, and we'll be diving heavily into some of the comments that Al Silver, Silver made in his presser after the NBA uh, Board of Governors meeting. We'll get to all that and more on today's chicago bulls central you are now tuned in to chicago bulls central your number one spot for all things chicago bulls hosted by hayes all right bulls fans so we got it listen dale and terry's father was uh interviewed by josh friedman and he just said this uh that uh, Dalen Terry's always been a gym rat. He's been in the gym daily since he was almost three years old. He's always been a gym rat. He also says he's a fierce, fierce competitor and he cares about winning. And those are things that we've already seen, right? We've seen that. We've seen the he cares about winning. We've seen the fact that he's a competitor, even hearing, you know, how he was he was talking crap to Patrick Williams. We've seen it in the games, his post game, him even throwing some some little shots at Sam Smith when Sam Smith asked a weird question. The passion about Daylon Terry is not one to be questioned. Now, will it it the, the biggest question is, is how that's going to translate to being on the court, how that's going to translate to him getting on the court early in his rookie season. If he does, the intensity he plays with things like that, because if Daylon Terry is able to get minutes on the Chicago Bulls team, it's going to really change the rotation of the bench as a whole. And the reason why I say that, and you know, we're going to come in and I'm going to I'm going to have to eat some crow a little bit here on uh, something that I said. on Yes. In yesterday's episode, we talked about Goran Dragic. And his his wanting or saying that he was guaranteed 20 to 25 minutes to come off the bench actually did a little bit more research on that. So it seems like originally he was it was in a foreign interview in which he said that with the Mavericks, he wanted 20 to 25 minutes and they didn't offer that. And uh, that that played a part in, in him not going there. And then it seems like speculation came from that. And other articles then took that that quote and turned it into meaning that the Bulls have guaranteed him 20 to 25 minutes. Now, he very well may get that. And in our next uh, uh topic, we'll actually talk about some things that of, of how Dragic may get a lot of minutes for this team early on. But Dale and Terry being ready to go, right? Dale and ter- Terry having that one skill that kind of like, What got I/O minutes initially? It was his defensive intensity, and it may not be the defensive intensity with Dalen Terry, but I mean just the fact of being a competitor, playing with a lot of energy, that may get him minutes early in his NBA career. It's really gonna—we're waiting to see, right? One thing that we're seeing with Dalen Terry, even here, heard it from AK in his comments uh, when he was interviewed on NBA TV, is that Dalen Terry can play multiple positions. AK said one through four. I think he's going to come in in the NBA, be able to play one through three right away. We'll see how he's able to add to his body and play that four positions. Very small ball four, but we'll we'll see with that. Um, But if Daylon Terry can do that and can get minutes early and play smart, one thing that we're seeing with Daylon Terry as well, his court vision there. He has really great court vision. He can get to the line. That energy helps him get to the free throw line. If that's a skill that he can develop and use early into his NBA career, we could be seeing Dalen Terry get a lot of minutes initially in his rookie season in the NBA. But outside of that, I, I, I hear these the comments from Dalen Terry, Dalen Terry's dad. I hear the comments from Velius Jones, and I covered that over on Chicago Bears Central of him saying his age isn't going to stop him from getting past people and being faster than them and scoring touchdowns. And I just look at the rookie class that we have in Chicago right now, right. Rebecca Gardner over in the Chicago Sky. I know a lot of people don't watch WNBA basketball. You should because it's a great product. But nonetheless, um, we have a rookie class now, now here in Chicago that just has an edge, right? And that's what we like in our Chicago players. And Daley Terry has that edge. He has that Chicago edge. And I can't wait to see how it develops. And while I know a lot of Bulls fans are still upset that the Bulls drafted him and didn't go with, a, with another prospect, uh, one thing I haven't talked about here yet is E.J. Liddell tearing his ACL. Um, and, you know, some Bulls fans have said now, well, thank God we didn't draft him. Well, tearing the ACL, you never know when that's going to happen. You can't bet on that. But with that being said, you know, there was even some people in the comments like, oh, well, you can't be happy with the Dalen Terry. He like, said, no, Dalen Terry brings a lot. And like I said before, yeah, E.J. Liddell seemed like he's going to be more ready to go right now. But when you draft, it's not just about right now. And I do see the potential in Dalen Terry as he's at that he what he can grow into i don't think he's ever going to have that star potential but i look at daylan terry as a player that could very well develop into somebody who you just look at and you you enjoy having on your team they just do everything and fill the stat sheet and just do the correct things and if daylan terry does grow into that role grow grows into that that glue guy type role the sky's the limit really for him but let me know down below i'm going to ask you guys this right how many minutes do you think Dalen Terry is going to average in his rookie season in the NBA? I probably also put that on the community tab, so let me know what you guys think about that one down below. But let's go ahead and move on. Now, we did get um, comments from Casey Johnson on Unfiltered, and it was this. By their words and their actions, they, they being the Chicago Bulls, are preparing for the potential of Lonzo not being ready for training camp. And unfortunately, that's just the reality of it, right? We had that—, uh, that uh, that quote from Sam Smith in which he asked Lonzo about his injury, Lonzo sm- uh, smirked and walked away. And I really did hope um, that that was going to be something positive for Lonzo Ball. That, that was going to be mean, hey, he's more than likely going to be ready by training camp. Now, it does not seem like that's going to be the case. But everything that we've gotten basically since then from AK, from Billy Donovan, now from this, um, it just doesn't seem like Lonzo Ball is going to be ready to go. Now, what does that actually mean for the team, right? I, I, I said before. This team is built. To sustain an injury to to one of the guards, right? And by that, I don't mean that nobody's going to come in and do exactly what Lonzo Ball does for those the keyboard warriors and Keith who's about to get get to typing. Um, but but having Io DeSumo, having Alex Caruso, having Daylon Terry who can play some point, having Goran Dragic there. This team is and and considering the fact that Demar does a lot of the ball handling as well. This team is is, is sustained. it's ready to sustain Lonzo Ball, maybe not being ready by training camp now. For the Bulls to be the best that they can be, right? Yes, we do need Lonzo and we want Lonzo Ball to be healthy as healthy as can be. But the Bulls would be crazy not to be preparing for it and not to be uh prepared for just if an injury does happen. Now, there's been some talk about you know Lonzo Ball and his durability and if the Bulls should move on from him. Again, this is from fans, this is not from anything that's been like reported or 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 talked about in in any big outlets or anything like that. And the thing is, is that you know, looking at Lonzo Ball, you know his his durability there. Like I said it before, shortened seasons. He played almost ninety percent of the games available in the previous two shortened seasons, and then this season we know he played thirty five games for the Chicago Bulls. Um, at the end of the day, what I think is that if it, they gotta listen to your doctors, right? This bone bruise thing is the is the most concerning thing. The fact that this thing has not healed yet. Um, it's, we'll see what 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 is uh, what what's going on the prognosis with the actual. A meniscus tear and everything but it 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 raises some serious concern that like I said we're dealing with this so far after what the original timeline was to be and this happened last time Lonzo Ball had had an issue with his knee like he ended up missing almost the the, uh, the whole season so like is it concerning yes is the long-term concerns for it valid in a lot of ways absolutely right But luckily, we do have Ayo Sumu there, uh, who seems like he's ready to take a leap and he's working and things like that. We have Alex so We have Goran Dragic. And, you know, I want Lonzo Ball to be healthy. What He was everything that we wanted him to be and that was advertised to be when he was on the court for the Chicago Bulls. He just needs to actually be on the damn court, right? So prayers out to Lonzo and his recovery. Health is the key thing here for all the Chicago Bulls. We want health over anything else but that what that health hopefully can come so we can see what this team can be when they're at their best when they're at their most healthy we can see what this full roster looks like and hopefully you know we get we still got a little while until training camp opens hopefully in that amount of time we get Lonzo Paul back and ready to go man uh it's just it's been so long since that original that original uh injury happened that it's just it definitely is concerning definitely is concerning but let me know down below what do you, do you think that Lonzo Ball is going to be ready by training camp? Let me know that down below. But let's go ahead and get into the last Bulls topic that we have for today. Then we're going to get into some general NBA news. But the Bulls play the uh, Charlotte Hornets in Summer League today. For those that like them, you get to see Jello Ball. You get to see Mark Williams. Uh, so we get to see our lineup coming up against those guys. These are guys that, well, Mark Williams is a guy that I wanted the Bulls to be able to select. A lot of Bulls fans wanted that as well. Didn't happen. But we'll get to see Mark Williams today. Jello Ball, you guys know. And, and watch, this would be, be the game because of how everybody knows I feel about Jello Ball and him not really, he's not going to be in the NBA anytime soon. This is going to be the game where Jello goes off for like 40 points in Summer League. Just watch. It's going to be something crazy like that. But with that being said, I will have a live post game show for the game tonight. So be on the lookout for that live post game show. For the uh, Bulls versus Hornets. It's been a while since I've done a live post game show. I tried to do one for one Summer League game. It just didn't work out. So we will be live. And the reason why we're able to, because you guys know on Thursdays, we do our off season live stream. So it just all worked out. We'll be live tonight. Uh, Bulls versus Hornets Summer League game tonight. So be here. Uh, to be in tune with us for that, but let's go ahead and get into some of the comments that Adam Silver made after the Board of Governors meeting. And this is the first one that I'm going to go into. This one is actually about Kevin Durant, and in in regards to players asking for trades early into their contract extensions. And keep in mind, Kevin Durant technically has not been paid per his contract extension at all, not a dime from that yet. Right? That will start this season. But let's go ahead and get into it. Uh. Uh, direct quote from Adam Silver here. Look, this needs to be a two-way street. Uh, the commissioner said signaling as in pass that he expects the issue to come up in talks for the next collective bargaining agreement. Teams provide enormous security and guarantees to players and the expectation is that in return, they will meet their end of the bargain. I'm realistic that there's always conversations that are going to be had behind closed doors, but we don't like to see players requesting trades and we don't like to see it playing out the way it is. And this is after he's asked about Kevin Durant and about the player empowerment. Now, we are in a time in the league where the players have the most power possible. And we've seen that by, like, James Harden requesting a trade from the Hornets. I mean, the uh, the Rockets getting traded to the Nets. Then requesting another trade that ended up sending him from the Nets to the Philadelphia 76ers. We're seeing a lot of a lot of player movement, players that are on big contracts. And do I think, like, like, the whole idea of the Supermax was originally stated to for teams to keep They'll they're be able to keep their players and be incentivized for teams to stay with the teams that drafted them. But but everything that we're seeing at this point, like yes, there is a lot of player movement. There's a lot of players requesting trades um, when they're under contract and things like that. The thing that I that I'm gonna gonna say on this is that while yes, player empowerment in, in almost all leagues is at a rise, right, and more so in the NBA I think than any other sport. But with that being said, you can't really put. I don't think you can really put that gen, the genie back in the box, the bottle, right? The jack back in the box. Whatever phrase that I'm looking for. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, but, you know, the issue with it is, is that it really causes such a dynamic switch in the league. Right. It really causes a huge swing and things like that. Um, when you have a player of Kevin Durant's stature that hasn't really like, yeah, he signed a contract extension, hasn't gotten paid for that contract extension, yet, and he's already requesting a trade. But what can you really do if a player doesn't want to be on a team? It is their right to request a trade. Like there's nothing really you can do about that. Are you going to add more incentives for a team for players to stay with the team? Are you going to add a a kicker in if a player stays with the team over a certain amount of years? What can you really do? What can the league really do in the next collective bargaining agreement to try to keep players on their teams? There's only so much you can do unless you're going to completely backtrack to where teams basically own players. And guess what? You're never going to get to that again. So. You know, it's interesting to see, and you know, it's good that they're monitoring it. But there's really only so much that you can do for it, in my opinion. We'll see what the NBA and the and the the uh, the players' union comes up with. But at the end of the day, I really don't think much is going to come out of it. Teams need to do better at building better teams around great players. Period. If you want to keep your players, guess what? You go out there and you build better teams around them to where they want to stay around because they're competing, because they're working their way towards championships, because they feel heard. Things like that's really all you can do. So while they're looking at what the players can do, I wonder how much of this this type thing is going to be placed on ownership of teams to actually be incentivized. Hey, you got a good player. Guess what? Build around them. Put a championship contender around them. If you can't do that, put better people in the front office who can build better teams. Right. And I know some some people are going to say that about the Bulls, especially considering, you know, where we are with the luxury tax and the fact that, you know, a lot of Bulls fans don't think the Bulls did enough in, in improving the roster this offseason. But it, when it all boils down to it, yeah. Yeah. OK. You're tired of players requesting trades. Make the owners have more ownership over building better teams. Right. Yeah. And not everything's going to stick. Not every superstar is going to be able to have a championship team around them. Yeah, it's unrealistic to think that, especially when you're adding, looking at the league to maybe add more teams to the league here in the next couple of years. It's going to spread out even more stars over course of more over more teams. But at the end of the day, if you want your team, you want your players to be incentivized to not request trades. You want your players to be incentivized not to leave their teams. Guess what? Ownerships, GMs, front offices have to do a better job at building around players when you have a great player. Now, one could be said that hey, the Nets tried. Right, the Nets tried the Kyrie thing went left, James Harden thing went left. Yeah, okay, and that's granted. This is a a different type of situation, but I'm just talking overall right now. But let me know down below what do you guys think on that. What do you think about players requesting trades early into their contracts when they do sign extensions, and if you think the league can do anything about that to kind of stave that off? But let's get into some of the other things that Adam Silver said. So he did mention how the league surpassed ten billion dollars in revenue in the, in just this past season. That is a record for the league. And this is another quote from Adam Silver. It's quite remarkable from where we came and only two and a half years ago when the future of the industry was in question, in part because of the pandemic. Every 2022 playoff game, the commissioner added, was a sellout. Yeah, we're, listen, the league continues to grow. The league continues to grow, and it's amazing to see the growth that the league has had. And when you look at them adding things like the make, now making the playoff, uh, the play-in tournament a permanent thing in the NBA, looking to add an in-season tournament type things, things like that. You're going to get even more revenue if you do things like that. But, the, but and and it's great to see, right? It's amazing to see. Don't get me wrong. It's great to see that the league is get like $10 billion in revenue. That's huge. That's not anything to shake your head at. And, you know, that creates jobs for other people. You know, we always look at, the, at just the players, right? I think it was like 11, I can't remember. Maybe it was $1.5 billion. Billions of dollars handed out in just the offseason this year, right? But what does that do for creating jobs, right? Well, how does how's the league creating jobs in their stadiums, in their offices, things like that? It's a lot of revenue, a lot of jobs being created by the NBA and sports in general. And it's good to see the league is super healthy and doing their thing and and it's continually looking to expand the game, right? That's just it's just a, a great thing to see when you look at the things like what I'm able to do here, what uh, Pat is over able to do with the Windy City Breeze, what the Cognac Boys are able to do over at the Shy Bulls Podcast with them, and just the when the league grows and the awareness of the league grows and the fan fan base of the league is continually growing, you see and it creates more outlets now, even though I'm not employed in by any stretch of the imagination by the NBA. Between what I do here, what I do at Locked on Bulls, I'm I'm I am I am generating income because of the the the, the fan base of the NBA and this team that I love in the Chicago Bulls. Right. So it's it's a great thing to see the the health of the league become what it's becoming and be where it is right now and I, and I love seeing that and it, it, it's just how they're co- going to continue to evolve the game in ways that make sense in ways that doesn't just feel like cash grabs and money grabs and that's one of the issues that I do have with the end season tournament to me it's just it's just a lot of questions left in that in my opinion right and how that's gonna how you're gonna incentivize the team how you're gonna incentivize fans to enjoy it. somebody did mention that and I wish I did quote it I, I apologize but saying like oh well you want to keep the 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 big name teams out of the tournament no you don't because if you keep the big name teams out of the playing tournament guess what fans ain't going to tune in for that to just see a tournament of the bottom ring of teams so you you like you have to balance it out and as they continue to grow the game as they continue to do those type of things it's going to be really interesting to see what they do but let's go ahead before we get into that i said we're going around the nba we're going to go I want to talk about some of the players that do not have deals as of right now. We still don't know what's going on with DeAndre Ayton. The fact that DeAndre Ayton, the sign and trade is still out there that we don't know. I know a lot of Bulls fans are wondering, can the Bulls do a sign and trade for DeAndre Ayton? And I've kind of already talked about this in the the video where I broke down the cap. I'm going to do it a little bit again here. So could the Bulls match salary? Yes. Do they have the assets, the draft capital that that the Phoenix Suns may need? No. And then even then, keep in mind, because it's a sign and trade for a restricted free agent, if deandre ayton were to sign a 30 million dollar contract only 15 million dollars of that would apply towards matching salaries in the trade so right there Vooch, 22 million dollar contract only 15 million of in this theoretical situation would count of deandre's ayton towards that so then the Suns would have to throw in more players and then how does that work out what else did the bulls have to throw in it's not going to happen it's just not going to happen but the fact that he's still out there Unsigned, the fact that the, the Phoenix Suns haven't signed him, I feel like they've dropped the ball on that. And this is the type of thing, like when we talk about player empowerment. Yeah, yeah the players are empowered once you get to actual free agency. But you have a player like DeAndre Ayton who's not a horrible player, and and I hate how like we start breaking down players right because how they fit on. Yeah, he's not the best defensive player at all. Did he have some issues that 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 hurt the Phoenix Suns? Absolutely. Every player has those. But the fact that you have a player of DeAndre Ayton's stature and what he can produce just sitting out there, not really able to do anything, right? Yeah, his agent could go out there and try to find him a deal, but then the, are the Phoenix Suns going to match it? And at this point, a lot of teams may not even be trying to offer DeAndre Aiden a, a offer sheet because, yeah, the Phoenix Suns are probably going to do it, try to force a trade later. Like, what happens? Big questions there surrounding De, DeAndre Aiden. I really did think this ship would fall for him right now, maybe because of the Kevin Durant things and requesting a trade has also affected DeAndre Aiden. You know, some people even saying, is DeAndre Aiden's market dropping? I don't think so. I think it's just his unique situation of being in a position where he's a restricted free agent. If you were to work out a sign and trade, only half that salary, half of the base salary counts towards that trade. And just makes it more difficult to move him. If you do want to do a sign and trade, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see how Phoenix continues to do this. As we were what two weeks, three weeks now under free agency, Deandre ship is not falling. Colin Sexton, as well as another player that I expected, even though, yeah, he has the injury to deal with to get a deal by now. Um, and the fact that he hasn't—it's kind of shocking to me a little bit as well. Like, that, Colin Sexton is not a horrible player by any stretch of the imagination, and the fact that even the Cleveland Cavaliers didn't go ahead and negotiate with his agent to say, "Hey, listen, maybe we put some incentives in this deal. You you don't get quite the deal that you wanted. Let's do a shorter deal. Let's do a two and one, right? Something like that." It's it's just it's crazy how there are there are players that are still quality players out there that just haven't gotten deals so far in free agency. And they'll come, right? It's not a question of if it's going to come by training camp. It's definitely going to come. It may come in the next couple of days. But, hey, let me know down below, what do you guys think is going to be the final destinations for both Colin Sexton and uh, DeAndre Ayton? And, you know, some Bulls fans have even said maybe the Bulls should take a look at Colin Sexton. They don't have cap space to sign him. But let me know what you guys think about that one down below. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Um, and making this show and this platform what it is. If you want to follow me personally, you can do so at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H A I Z E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bull Central Pod. If you want to send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Bull Central Pod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a text and a voicemail, the number to do so 773 270 2799. Can't wait till the Saturday mailbag episode. We got some good voicemails and text so far. If you want to get yours in, make sure that you do so very shortly. But that is it for me for today. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace and see red, people. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.